Welcome to Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, that's Tony Jones, and Tony, we are a week into this bubble life. Players are fishing, players are snitching, players are eating food, they're getting working in, you know, the in the practice facilities, they're getting practices in, everything seems to be good. So, is everything what you thought it would be so far? Because it sounds like a lot of people are are pretty impressed, at least the people inside the bubble, at what this has been. And and I got to say, like, I'm still cautiously optimistic. I'm more pessimistic than optimistic that, things, that this thing's going to finish because I do think there are a lot of outside factors that could literally come in, into the bubble and, and mess things up. But what's your what's your read on the situation so far with the Jazz a week into bubble life? You know, a week into bubble life, you know, the novelty has not worn off. That's the most important thing, right? Like, you, like once the novelty wears off, uh, once the, the dog days kind of kick in, that's when mistakes are made, right? So, you know, you know, the Jazz are are right now they're shotgunning beers to 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 answer uh, Myers Leonard's challenge, uh, the forward from the the Miami Heat. Um, you know, they're playing ping pong, uh, they're they're golfing, uh, they're fishing, uh, and they're playing a whole bunch of Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, right next to George Yang, right next to George Yang's room. Yeah. Um, well, all right, hold know. on, real quick. Let's talk about this shotgun and a beer. Now, one, Jordan Clarkson did a phenomenal job. Right? Does the Corona extra? He, he did a really, really good, he did a good job with that. I, you know, I was, I was surprised. He messed up the the forehead crush, but no one was expecting that to come afterwards, right? So I, I'll give a pass on that. He did his job, but Royce O'Neal, it took him so long. To do to shotgun a beer, and the point of shotgunning a beer, Tony, is that it's the quickest way to drink a beer. Yes. And he somehow, now my theory is he didn't pop the top on it. He had the, he cut the hole in the can, right? But he didn't pop the top. Now others are saying that he did, but it physically doesn't make sense to me if he actually popped the top. I think he screwed up. I think he screwed up. I just think he wasn't very good at it. Right. Listen, I don't think that Royce O'Neal has a lot of talent or experience in shotgunning beer like clearly. i think yeah, this clearly. is you know a new endeavor for him and you know when it's a new endeavor for you you know you're always going to have the baby deer legs when you first get off you're going to be gangly you know it's not going to look great or whatever and and it didn't look great uh for royce right there um Jordan clearly has a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah, Jordan was, man, that was like that was like taking a, a mid range jumper for him. Like that was, yeah, that, that, know, was, that was easy. Him getting into the lane, and, yeah. and getting that little ten footer off, yeah, and, and just running down the floor and be like money all day, every day. <laughs> he knew, yeah, he knew what he was doing there. So, uh, you know, shout out to Jordan Clarkson for for taking the challenge and. Exceeding far exceeding expectations, but Royce's man, he needs well. The thing, the thing, I I will say this like Royce and Jordan, um, those are two examples of guys. Remember when Pat Beverly, you know, he had his sage for his marijuana, right? Let's keep it real. That's what sage is for. You don't think he was uh cleansing the room? He could have been cleansing the room. Okay, let's (laughs) should we take it back? All right, the sage may not have been for marijuana, we don't know, okay. Uh, but anyway, Pat Beverly had his sage 
Pat Beverly had his white tees. Pat had, you know, his snacks, everything. Yeah. And what he said at the end of the video, right? He said, bubble what you make it. Mm-hmm. Bubble what you make it. So, you know, Jordan Clarkson and, and, and Royce O'Neal are two guys that are clearly making the bubble what it is. Like, if you go in there with, with a mindset um, that, yo, I'm going to be bored, this is going to suck, then you're probably not going to have a great experience. But if you try to make it a great experience and make it what it is, then, you know, it doesn't seem like it's 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 that horrible a life. Yeah, as long as, and again, as long as everyone stays healthy, I think, like, it'll actually be a mostly enjoyable experience. Although it will get, you know, the novelty will wear off at some point, right? But maybe it right. wears off around the time, you know, hopefully if it's time right, around the time when family and friends can start, you know, getting there. And then as long as that, again, remains safe, then maybe that shoots a little adrenaline into into these guys and they're and they're more excited to be there again. Well, as of this recording, we're July 16th. So the next two weeks are important, right? Because yeah. you want to get to the games. If the if the novelty wears off, but you're still you're 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 actually at the the point of the games and um you're playing every other day and the off day that's your recovery day because you play another game the next day it kind of doesn't matter whether i mean i don't want to say it doesn't matter but it takes the sting off if you're bored because i mean at that point you're in your your routine you're in your game week game day type of routine so what you want to do ideally is you know, get the players to the point where they're playing games. And, you know, I think that the bubble or living in a bubble will take kind of take care of itself. If guys are bored stiff by Tuesday of next week, then yeah, or Wednesday of next week, and you still got 10 days to play before you hit a game, then that's when you might potentially run into some things, people, you know, trying to do some things that they're not supposed to do. Right, which has been a little bit of a concern so far. The uh, NBA sent out a memo reminding teams and players like, hey, nobody from the outside is allowed in. Don't try to bring people on. That's prohibited. Now, Tony, they don't typically send out memos because stuff hasn't happened yet, right? Or attempts haven't been made. Who has made an attempt to bring somebody in? I mean, we've, we've, look, this could be, it could be performative, but we've seen tweets of, Ooh, I just got offered to, you know, fly out, right? I mean, there was that one tweet. Yeah, there's some, you know, whispers about some players trying to maybe find a way, you know, maybe throwing out offers and stuff. And the idea of the snitch line, one, first, like this is, so I've been hosting NBA radio all week and we've had, you know, myself and Amin Al Hassan have referred to the the tip hotline, right? The anonymous tip hotline as uh, as the snitch line. Now, some people have taken offense to that. Uh, you know, Sam Mitchell didn't want it called a, a snitch line. Jason Jackson today didn't want it called a snitch line. So there does seem to be something in calling it the snitch line. Are you pro-snitch line, or would you rather have it be the anonymous tip line? I'm going to split the baby. I'm going to call it the information line. That is the most sterile answer you could have given. It's a snitch line, Tony. They're snitching. You always put this kind of pressure on me, and I'm starting to feel like our relationship is suffering. I'm telling you, it is a snitch line. You know how I know it's a snitch line? line? You know how Uh, I know? Because it's it's anonymous. Because it's anonymous. Okay. That's how you know it's a snitch line. Does Takashi answer the phone on the other end? That's the question. (laughs) I think he's the the switchboard operator. He's the switchboard operator. Yes. Hey, yo. What's your complaint and who's it on? 
I think that's what's going on. I mean, is D'Angelo Barksdale the switchboard operator? You're worried about, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a fair question. Like, does he answer the phone, and does he say, "If you give me this, I'll give you them"? I don't think he's ruled out, right? Now, Doc called it a hotline. Doc just said that it was. Doc Rivers said, "We're going to be the only team left when I'm done with this hotline thing." Doc was only half kidding. Oh, come on. Doc is always looking for advantage. Like, a lot of these guys are always looking for advantage. What's the difference between saying that guy fouled me when it didn't happen and that guy was wearing a mask or that that guy wasn't wearing a mask? Listen, I'm going to go ahead and acquiesce and call it a snitch hotline. Yes. I mean, they called me there. Yo, I was just on campus and I don't want to say nothing, but Dwight Howard wasn't wearing his mask. I mean, he got called for not wearing a shirt. Was it a shirt? I, both, I think. And then you think about it like this. They snitched on Dwight for not wearing a mask and or a shirt. And Dwight snitched on the snitchers. He was like, yo, they, they snitched on me. <laughs> so everybody is snitching. Right. Right. Where is Bodie when you need him? You know what they say? Snitches. Get, get stitches. 10-day quarantines. That's what they say. Snitches get 10-day quarantine. And and the, and my question was, what was Rashawn Holmes trying to sneak across the road for? Like, was it like Longhorn Steakhouse? Oh, so this is the thing. I think, like, you, you, know, how, you know how NBA players are with just, like, regular meals, right? I'm not talking about going out to dinner. I'm talking about they're just getting regular meals. Like, I think, it, like, it's probably like a Chili's or an Applebee's or something like that. I think it was something like like that. So you P.F. Chang's maybe. Yeah. Thing quarantine for two for 20. Well, so this is, I mean, it's not, you know, it's a good deal. When you break it down, it's a good deal. But do you buy that he didn't know or he didn't realize? Or do you think that he just thought, they're not going to hit me for this. I'm just grabbing some food that's being delivered. I think he thought, look, man, I'm going five. I'm going five feet over the gun line, and then I'm going to be back. Right. And somebody was like, yo, Hop and Bob was like, we had a man over the gun line. Down by the gun line, boss. Um, uh, I, I have way too much fun with this stuff. That's what you're supposed to do, Tony. We're supposed See, that, to have fun thing, with this. Like, it, like, this is the thing. Like, for the briefest of moments, like, however brief, it, I mean, it might have been like 30 seconds. The athletic actually considered me to go inside the bubble yeah like i said it was for like 30 seconds literally 30 seconds shout out to our managing editor sergio gonzalez yes but the question is if i had been inside the bubble would i have been reporting on the news or would i have made the news that's a great question actually because i think i would have been if it was me i would have been Making the news. I definitely would have gone over the gun line for some Red Lobster. I think that, well, yeah, those biscuits, man. You don't think you can make those biscuits at home? I don't think you can make those biscuits in the bubble. Uh, That's true. Yeah, unless you're getting like the LeBron Dame suite where, you know, they've got a, yes. you know, everything that they ever need. It's funny. I was thinking about what would it be like if I was if I was there. And I think I would be creating some some great content. Like, I think I would be able to have a lot of fun with this, especially once the quarantine's over, right? But at the same time, like... I know I'd go stir crazy. I know I would push the limits, and that would be really bad. Really stupid. Bubble what you make, Zach. Bubble is what you make, and I agree with that. Um, All right, so Jazz, a weekend. Seems like, you know, aside from from Boyan, who's obviously recovering from from the wrist surgery, it sounds like like things are pretty good so far a weekend. What's your take on it? So far, I mean, the the, the guys are relatively healthy. I mean, they did get George. Uh, they were missing George Yang. He, he, you know, he twisted his ankle, um, but he finally went through a full practice. Um, you know, guys are in good spirits, and 
you know, I think that guys are, are, you know, adjusting to their roles. One of the things um, that, you know, Quinn Snyder usually does, I mean, he usually does, he's usually collegial in a sense that he does a lot of teaching during practice. And um, in practice uh, these last two weeks, I mean, the Jazz have actually just done a lot of playing, a lot of conditioning, a lot of getting up and down, a lot of five on five. Um, you know, I don't want to say minimal implementation of plays, but not as much. Uh, and it's, it's definitely been more five on five than, you know, just actually uh, sitting around and, and, and putting sets in. You know, that's been a little bit of a change. You know, I think that the goal there is just to get back the rhythm, to get back the rhythm of playing basketball, because a lot of these guys haven't gone up and down during the quarantine. You know, so that's been a little bit of the change. And I think that that's been an interesting wrinkle from this coaching staff and the message that it's sending to the players. You know what else is an interesting change? Let's pause to tell you about the Athletic NBA show, Tony. We have the return of the NBA season coming up fast. The Athletic has launched the Athletic NBA show, which is a daily podcast combining some of your favorite basketball voices under one umbrella and one feed. You know David Aldridge. He's a Hall of Famer, Tony. Ethan Strauss. Marcus Thompson. Zach Harper, everyone loves that guy, Sam Amick, and a lot more, along with a rotating cast of beat writers from around the league. Every day features a new show, covering everything from insider news to cultural issues and deep dives into the game itself and analytics. So before things tip off later this month, make sure you subscribe to the Athletics NBA show, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Tony, you got to sign up. I hear Mondays are particularly amazing. I mean, listen, you got to have me on. Oh, you're coming on. We record Sundays, if you're if you're curious. So as long as you're free on like a Sunday afternoon, we'll bring you, you on. You know, Sundays Sundays are my cheat day. I don't know what that means. Are you just eating bad food all day? It means that six days out of the week, I, I do some variation of like chicken and broccoli or yeah. like a salad or, you know, chicken and rice, you know, everything baked, you know, strawberries, watermelon, you know, eating right like trying to eat balanced stuff and then sunday i just sundays i just go to town that's good because then you know you kind of get that that release a little bit and then you get the you know the motivation oh i gotta correct this this coming week and you're back on monday let me tell you something i've 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 been known to gain eight pounds in one day during cheat day so you know what you have a, a double cheeseburger while you while you podcast with us and it'll be out monday morning on the Athletic NBA show. Make sure you subscribe. You can subscribe. You can get the follow button on uh, theathletic.com and we'll notify you of new episodes. Or you go to any podcast feed, search the Athletic NBA show, subscribe, leave a five star review. Be nice and do that. A lot you can do there, Tony. So help us out with that. It's, a, it's, it's myself hosting Basket Buds on Monday. Tuesday is tampering with Sam Amick. Uh, I believe Wednesday is Hoops Adjacent with David Aldridge and Big Waz. We've got Point of Contention with Ethan Strauss and Marcus Thompson on Thursday. And then Friday is Nerdishy Wrote with uh, Dave Dufour, Seth Partnow, and Mo Dacchio. It's a good mix of its diversity, its versatility. It's a lot of different opinions. And you're not just going to get the same boring show every single day. Where do me and you come in in all this? Well, I'm hosting Mondays, you know? So I'm in. Like, I, I feel like, you know, our Game Knows podcast needs to be you know, closer to your heart than, than what it might be. Are you accusing me of not loving this podcast, believing this podcast? I'm just saying, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ran down your, your line of podcasts and, and and game notes didn't come out. I mean, I didn't even mention that I'm on SiriusXM NBA Radio. 
every morning, 7 to 10 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, great plug. <laughs> great. And a, that and a, was terrific. Not bad, right? Very, very indigenous. Not bad at all, right? Uh, all right, let's get back to this this jazz in the bubble stuff. I guess the, the key is going to be, since Boyan's out, we talked about this a little bit, but getting Mike Conley comfortable within everything, right? Like getting Mike Conley yes. comfortable within the flow of everything the Jazz are doing. And if he becomes a seamless part of that, his talent, his basketball IQ, his intelligence, like it's just going to elevate everything. And, and hopefully you would, you know, you're not going to replace the dead eye shooting of, of Boyan Bogdanovich, but look, you can, re- you can replace a lot in terms of weaponry if, if Mike Conley gets back to, to peak form. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I, I think the argument can be made that the Jazz is ceiling in this in this run in the bubble is directly tied to Mike Conley because I think you know in a ballpark range what you're going to get from Donovan Mitchell you know in a ballpark range what you're going to get from Rudy Gobert same thing from Joe Ingles to to Royce O'Neal so if we get you know 20 points six assists five rebounds per game Mike Conley you know the Jazz still have a chance to be pretty good if we get 13 points four assists, three rebounds, you know, 35% shooting Mike Conley, then the Jazz might be going home after, you know, 12 to 14 games. To me, that's the barometer and and that's the key. You know, how up to to speed Mike is, uh, how well Mike is playing, you know, because he's going to get every chance to to, to really play well because, I mean, uh, his usage is going to take a a spike. You know, the plays run for him is going to take a spike. The ball being in his hands, that frequency is going to take a spike as well. So you don't want to pressure anybody, but I mean, to me, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Conley, and and he's got to perform. And if he performs well, the Jazz have a have a chance collectively to perform well. What's going to be the key to balancing out just his comfort and Donovan's comfort when they're on the court together? Well, I mean, I think that you you continue to stagger them, right? Um, I don't know that you can stagger them the same way that that you did before the shutdown because now you have Emmanuel Moutier probably being back in the rotation. So you don't want Conley and Moutier on the floor at the same time uh, with the second unit. Getting Mike five to ten minutes per half of this is my team on the floor, I'm running this team, I think that's of real importance. And, you know, I think that that Quinn Snyder figuring out a way to do that before the shutdown really helped Mike in the two or three weeks before the shutdown happened. So I think that figuring that out and giving Donovan a chance to kind of be, have his own team on the floor and giving Mike a chance to kind of have his own team on the floor. I think that that's important for, for, for both parties. You know, let's say in theory, you could go a full 48 minutes with at least one of those guys on the floor. Right. And that, and that maximizes just your, your ability to have all-star level guards on the on the floor as long as Mike gets back to to how we know him to be um but I'm still like at the end of a game is it just going to be look this is Donovan show you got to you got to spot up well you you think they'll give Mike opportunities to to attack in those in those end of game situations or is it always going to be like no this is Donovan show He's the he's our clutch guy we got to go to him Yeah I think it's going to be Donovan show you know I think that even with everything that Donovan's accomplished, I think that there's still a lot of development to to be had with him, and I think that uh, the Jazz realize that, and you know they're invested in his development. So, you know, not that this is a development type of thing, situation or whatever. You know, that was the funny thing. I mean, you know, we always asked, 
well, you know, now Boyan is here. So who who's going to take the last shot? Well, I mean, Boyan's always taking the last shot, but the ball's always in the majority been in Donovan's hands down the stretch of games. Right. You know, maybe it went to somebody else for a possession or two, but in the totality, you know, collectively it has always been in Donovan's hands and it's going to be in Donovan's hands going forward. Yeah, and I, and I think that's how it should be. I do wonder, you know, matchup uh, kind of, decisions on when to do that but i'm thinking like all right let's say they play let's say they play the the thunder in the first round right you're really gonna like attack chris paul defensively if that's where mike Con- you know mike conley's assignment is if, if chris paul is on mike conley like yeah that's not a good idea chris paul's a great defender right maybe you want to go after shea gilgis alexander if he's on mike conley uh just because he's a young guy but he also looks like he knows what he's doing if dennis schroeder's on the floor um you know, then, then, you know, that's a guy I would definitely attack, but I don't know that, you know, I think the Thunder would try to, you know, do one for one swaps to offense, defense, and try to, try to minimize those opportunities. So yeah, I I don't even know that there'd be a good situation where Mike Conley should have the ball in his hands in those situations. Right. And, you know, I think the question is when Donovan has the ball, can he a create a great shot in the last two minutes of a game where the game is slowed down? where the officials are letting everything go, it's money time. So, you know, can Donovan create a good shot? But in the in the second question is, you know, can he create a good shot for others as well as create a good opportunity for himself? And that's something that uh, he told me that he's trying to work on, you know, working on his passing, working on his playmaking, working on his willingness to pass. And willingness yeah, to make that's, plays. Yeah, that's key, right? And being accurate with those passes. Right, that's the key. You know, because that's what killed him against Houston last year in the playoffs. Houston realized, they said, okay, we're going to leave Ricky Rubio or, or Royce O'Neal or Joe Ingles or whoever. We're going to leave Jay Crowder. We're going to leave everybody wide open. And guess what? At some point, Donovan is going to get pissed off. He's going to get frustrated and he's going to say, screw this. And he's going to take every shot, whether there's three people around him or not. Houston realized that and they were right. They guessed right. Towards the end of that series, Donovan, you know, stopped looking to make the right play. He stopped trusting his teammates and he put up a whole bunch of bad shots. And he did it while seeing multiple bodies on every possession. Right. You know, so that's what Donovan has to do. Even if he has game where he takes like six or seven shots, I know that that's an extreme example. But what if he runs into a defense that tries to defend him the way Houston did last year? Yeah. Does he trust his teammates enough to stay the course, even if they're missing a few shots to make those shots? Right. And that's and that's going to be the key, because as of right now, that's the book against Donovan. Right. Let's do this. Houston made it work in the playoffs. And, and look, they were kind of a disaster offensively, so we're going to do this, and let's see if he passes the smell test. Speaking of passing the smell test, Tony, Hawthorne, oh my God, smelling good is so important. Hawthorne smells really good. Getting Hawthorne cologne is so easy. Here's how it works. You take a quick two-minute quiz. They give you all kinds of cool questions about, like, you know, what you like, what you smell like. Do you prefer something citrusy? Do you prefer something, you know, more earthy? They kind of get all these questions from you, and they pick two colognes from about 50,000 combinations that they can do, Tony. Like, it can really, absolutely just customize the smell that you want and that you need. And 
They'll tell you the two colognes that are best for you. One for work, one for play. It's totally risk-free with free shipping, free returns. You check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E at the end and .co, not .com, Tony. That's Hawthorne.co. Use the promo code ATHLETIC. You get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. Use promo code ATHLETIC. Get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. Got to smell good, Tony. I'm a citrus guy myself. Oh, yeah. See, I think... It depends. I think, like, if it's daytime, you know, I want something a little citrusy. I think at night, you know, I want something a little smoother, a little earthier, a little, you know. I want, I want cit- all citrus all the time. All citrus all the time. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to be attractive to my dog. Okay, that is that is the goal, I guess. So, uh, before we before we get out of here, Tony, um, just with everything the Jazz are dealing with right now. How do you think after you know a week in the bubble, after you know everything that's built up to this point, we're two weeks away as of recording this from kickoff night against Nor- the New Orleans Pelicans when uh, when the Jazz will make their de- debut in the and really it's the debut of the the restart in Orlando. Um, how do you think the Jazz are going to approach these eight games? Will seating be uh, you know seating and matchups be something that that matters to them because there is no home court advantage anymore. Remember, so it will be like, hey, do we think we can face? Uh, Denver, do we think we can face, um, you know, OKC, Houston, maybe even Dallas? Like, who do we want to, who do we want to face off against depending on what, you know, what wild swings are, are possible? Or will they just more develop like the rotations, the combinations and, and everything that's on the court that they'll need for later in the playoffs, no matter who the opponent is? No, I think it's going to be a, a combination of both. I mean, I think that, you know, there are going to be some minutes that are going to be, uh, quote unquote, developmental in terms of, uh, figuring out a new rotation because the the rotation has to change uh, with Bojan out. It's not going to be the same rotation. You can't. Um, it's not going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same second unit. For instance, I think that there's a chance that it's Donovan running with the second unit instead of Mike running with the second unit because if you put Emmanuel Mudiay on the second unit, you can't have Emmanuel Mudiay and Mike, or you don't want to have Emmanuel Mudiay and Mike Conley on the floor at the same time. So that's just one example of, of something that can happen. But at the same time, I think the Jazz want to avoid the Houston Rockets. At the same time, I think the Jazz want to avoid falling the seventh and facing the Los Angeles Clippers in the first round. I think you know, the Jazz want to win as many of these games as possible and try to get to a point where they have a, a good seating and a favorable first round matchup. So, you know, it's a balancing act that, you know, Quinn Snyder and the Jazz are going to have to embark on. But I think that it's something that they're going to they're definitely going to embark on and, and, and kind of play it by ear as, as game by game passes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the, that balance is going to be key for a team like them. There's some teams will be all about development. There's some teams will be all about you know, seeding and matchups, but I do think the the balancing portion for the Jazz uh, will be key. Um, I kind of want to do a mailbag next week. I think let's get let's get some questions. All right, if you made it this far in the pod, that's the thing we haven't done a mailbag. Yeah, in a while. let's do all right. Hashtag Game Notes TA. Hashtag Game Notes TA on Twitter. Submitted to myself at Talk Hoops. Submitted to Tony Jones. What are you at Tony Jones? T Jones on the NBA. T. Jones on the NBA. I'm sorry. At T. Jones on the NBA. You already follow Tony if you're listening to this podcast. So hit us up with questions. We'll uh, we'll answer them next week. Hashtag Game Notes TA. Also make sure you leave a, a five star review. A review uh, rated. And make you know. sure make sure you subscribe. 
Yeah, and then once you subscribe, do me a favor, unsubscribe, then resubscribe. Do that. It games the system. It messes with the algorithm. All right? Let's get that algorithm all out of whack. Let's start doing that. We're all that. for algorithms. Yeah, we're all for, we're all for messing with algorithms. That's what we're going to do here on Game Notes on the Athletic Podcast Network. Also, don't forget, check out the Athletic NBA show. Make sure you subscribe to that. Make sure you click follow on theathletic.com. If you're subscribed there, you get new notifications for any time a new episode goes up and you can comment you can comment on the podcast on the athletic if you're a subscriber tell us what a great job we're doing tony wouldn't that be nice some of that feedback it's like wow what a great job yes royce o'neill did but make sure it's positive feedback if we suck just keep it to yourself yeah just keep it to yourself you know or create a burner account or something like that you know you don't have to do it from your own do what do what everyone else does all right tony we'll talk next week mailbag next week more updates from the bubble on the utah jazz right here on game notes on the athletic podcast network.